Hey guys, we're back yeah. for DNA Film Wars. Uh, we're going to do something exciting this week. We are, uh, or this month, or bi-weekly episode, whatever we are now. Today. Today. <laughs> <laughs> we are starting our Christopher Nolan series, in which every month this year... How many Christopher Nolan movies are we uh, When Tenet comes out, I believe it's 11. So 11 out of the 12 months this year, we and will we'll review... we'll do a wrap-up episode in December, I guess, yeah. over the Nolan filmography. Yeah, we'll review and uh, talk about Christopher Nolan's film... Yeah. In the order that they were released. And today we're going to start with his feature film debut, uh, Following. Following. If you want to consider it feature length. It's barely feature length. 69 minutes? 69 minutes. <laughs> Sorry. It's, uh, um, it's, it's short. Uh, we'll read off the cast and crew. And yeah. going to read off a plot summary. Yeah, and then we'll talk we'll, about it. We'll do that. This movie was obviously uh, directed by Christopher Nolan, written by Christopher Nolan, and cinematography also by Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It stars Jeremy Theoblad, Alex Hall, Lucy Russell, and John Nolan, and music not by Hans Zimmer. What? <gasps> no. David Julian. Yeah. Too small for Hans Zimmer. I don't know. So the basic plot, according to Wikipedia, is uh, tells the story of a young man who follows strangers around the streets of London and is drawn into a criminal underworld when he fails to keep his distance. Ooh. So, yeah, I think this is the first time that either of us have seen this film, Yeah, I've right? never seen this one. Yeah, so this is the first time for both uh, of us. Some interesting things, I guess. This film was made on a budget of $6,000. Ooh. Uh, so, cheap compared to... Uh, yeah, the... Later... What, uh, hundred-plus million-dollar budget yeah. budgets that the Dark Knight trilogy was? It's entirely shot in black and white. Well, obviously. <laughs> um, this movie also took them over a about about a year or more to film because each each person already had a full time job mm-hmm. during the uh, production of this, so they only were able to shoot on Saturdays for about fifteen minutes at a time. <laughs> so it took them a year to make it. Oh, yeah, just kind of interesting. Um, well, and are we gonna get spoilery? Yeah, we'll get spoilery on our look back series movies. Cool. Um, um, and also this movie is. In class for Christopher Nolan fashion, shot uh, and told in a non-linear fashion, there are 31 time jumps and edits in this film in an hour and nine minute long movie. That is basically one every two minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, you can see early on that, I mean, his 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 defining trait is non-linear storytelling or gimmick, if you want, <laughs> depending on what you want to call it, very upfront in this film. Uh, you know, I guess kind of talking about the beginning of the film. I like the, I like the initial concept of this film of someone who follows people because he just kind of want to see. He wants just to, to see, see what they do, what they do, and where they go. I think it's an interesting concept. Yeah, I don't know if it's particularly told in a super in- engaging way. No, I think I think that honestly his defining trait for Christopher Nolan or as you call as you're calling it a gimmick is probably what hurts this movie the most. It does not enhance it like it does for later films in his yeah. in his uh repertoire. Yeah, it, this time it There's I, just so many cuts and like I said there's like almost a cut for every every 2 to 3 minutes of the film. There's a time jump and a cut. Yeah. And it goes back and forth so much. It, I mean the twist in the movie, I guess, if you want to call it a twist, it took me until it happened, and Aaron and Andrew were sitting here watching it and literally had to figure it out the first five minutes. And I just, I guess, I was. I don't think that I was supposed so to be taken the twist, aback though. by. I guess I was so taken aback by the cuts that I just didn't realize that 
At the beginning of the movie, there's a guy talking to a police officer telling the story, and he says that he's a writer. So at one point in time, I thought that this was just maybe the character in his book, and uh, it was it's just, it's just the same guy. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know if that was supposed to be a twist or if... Uh, the twist, I mean, what is the actual twist, I'll say, at the end of the movie where... So basically, the plot of the movie is... So this guy, you know, he... Uh, what's, what's the main character? He name? meets... Uh, he goes by Danny. Danny. He goes uh, by Danny Lloyd. <laughs> no, the the main guy. The the guy? Yeah. The writer that's talking to the yeah. police officer. He goes by Danny. He doesn't have a he doesn't have an actual name in the movie. Does he go by Danny? The he goes movie? by Danny. Most oh, whatever. He, he's anyway. credited as the young man. The young in, man. And so yeah, so our main character he is following around this he this other guy and this other guy catches him following him around, and then he goes around and shows him how he breaks into people's houses and blah blah blah, and then he meets. This woman at a bar, and this is all time jumping all over the place. Yeah, he meets this woman at a bar, and she's she a Marilyn Monroe type, I would say. <laughs> involved with the owner of the club, and she has witnessed him murder somebody. Yeah. So, the big twist at the end, basically, is that... The guy the, that he's been following around, whose name is Cobb. Yeah, so actually there's a double twist. So the first twist is that him and Cobb and the woman are in a relationship, and we are to believe that... Cobb broke into a home in which an old lady had been murdered and someone saw him leaving. So he's afraid that he's going to be implicated as the murderer. So he needed a fall guy. So he's kind of been coaching up our, our young character, Danny. And made like, him take on the appearance yeah. of... To, to Cut his hair and everything. And of so, Cobb. And so that's that's our first twist. The de- The final twist, the devil twist, is that Cobb is actually working for the club owner... To, to kill her. To kill the woman because she witnessed him commit a murder. And she was going to turn him in for and it. And she was maybe, maybe not going to turn him in for it, I guess. But I don't feel like the non-linear aspect really changes that anything? twist. Like, they were, I mean, they were going to, because it, that part of the film is like, the end of the film is like also like chronologically the end of the film. So yeah. the twist would have been revealed at the end either way. I don't feel like that enhanced the the experience the of it, the plot twist, and yeah, I just found it. No, I feel like it was just like a maybe, maybe, maybe what was going through Christopher Nolan's mind at the time was he wanted to do something new and engaging yeah. that really hadn't been done and done to this degree, and so he just wanted. I bet to, you could find one out there somewhere. Probably could, but I mean, think of someone who really, like, really, really just started telling stories yeah. nonlinearly and made yeah. it work. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Christopher Nolan. You'd probably, I think, a lot of people would say is, is a, probably a pretty big pioneer for for something like that, taking taking movies and telling them nonlinearly and doing it well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not well versed enough in the history of film to be able to pull no. m- movies out of the top off the top of my head that I can think of that came before that did it really well. But yeah, when people think nonlinear, they definitely think Christopher Nolan first. With, uh, I mean, I haven't seen Memento. I think that's what it really hit it big. But people obviously they think of Interstellar. They think of uh, the Prestige, the Pre- Dunkirk, Dunkirk, all that stuff. But in this Inception's case, Inception's even kind of non-linear. Inception, yeah, definitely. Um, in this case, not so necessary. I just, I, I don't know. But it, even outside, it really of that, more in this movie. I, I'd, I'd say, like you said at the beginning, is it really more is kind of just a gimmick in this film. Yeah. He just filmed it, and when he went to the editing room, yeah. he just chopped it up and. Move scenes around, it, yeah, yeah. But Versus in some of his other movies where there is nonlinear storytelling, it's done for a reason. Yeah, uh, just talking about the plot itself, forgetting the the nonlinear thing for a moment. 
I think, like I said, it, it starts out intriguing. I, maybe it's just a personal thing. I was not enthralled by the overall plot of this movie. I mean, it's interesting. I think it would be more interesting as a, like a true short film, as like a 25-minute short film. Uh, maybe cut out a couple of the plot twists and everything and just kind of have it about a guy following other people around, just learning about their day-to-day life. I don't know. I just kind of got bored around the middle of this movie. It kind of um, is just like the same thing over and over. We see yeah. Cobb basically just taking our, our young character around and showing him how things are done, intercut with scenes of Danny later, which would come later in time, mm-hmm. post-haircut yeah. and change of appearance where he's like, Meeting with this lady and then stuff like that. Yeah. And getting so, involved with her. Getting involved, yeah. So it really, like, I guess really, the, the, the non-linear storytelling really does not help this movie. And it's not enough of a story, I guess, really to drag it out to feature length, mm-hmm. to, to make it intriguing over feature length. I mean, it's it's an intriguing concept once you put the twist in it, kind mm-hmm. of. You're like, oh, I guess that's, that's kind it's of It's a cool. pretty good twist, I'll say. I mean, I liked it. I didn't see the... I didn't see either twist coming, honestly. And I think I think it's well written, especially for Christopher Nolan's first film. It's definitely, I think, a, a well written movie as yeah. far as like dialogue wise. Yeah, the dialogue. I mean, the um, acting is the acting is fine. I think in moments, especially towards the end, when they're trying to be really serious, especially yeah. Danny. I, the one moment I kind of cringed at was when he goes and confronts the woman in her house because he finds out that the pictures that were supposedly in the old man's safe weren't dirty pictures like she claimed they were. And he has her like up against the wall and he's supposed to be upset with her. I don't know. There was a couple lines where I was like, eh, maybe could deliver that better. But other than that, I think the acting is fine. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, overall it's not, it's not a bad movie. I mean, I, I I think it's, it's not bad. No, it's intriguing. Yeah. What do you think about the black and white aspect? Did it help hurt or no effect? I don't think it really has an effect. I mean, yeah. I think it would have been the same movie had it been in color or yeah. Or black uh, he's and white. really going for that noir crime noir yeah. feeling, I guess. I, I mean, personally, I mean it. Yeah, really no effect one way or the other. I don't have any big nostalgia for. I guess. I mean, black and I guess I kind of understand noir, kinda, the the movie when you really think about it, kind of does call back to like the. The noir crime films of like you know the the 30s and the 40s and yeah. 50s something like uh, like a Casablanca or something like that. So yeah. it, it kind of works for the movie, and I understand why he did it. But I mean, it doesn't really detract or enhance or enhance the film in any way. It just just a stylistic choice, just really. To, yeah. So by the way, thanks to the Criterion Collection for yeah, allowing thank you, us Criterion to watch. Collection. If you want to sponsor us, we're always accepting sponsors. Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> we'll this was work. actually the only Christopher Nolan film I don't own, so yeah. the rest of them we will watch on a. Uh, Physical copy. Physical media. Ooh. Yeah, so, I, I don't know. Um, uh, Is there anything else we need to talk about on this film? Do you think the score? I mean, what little there is. What little there is. It, hell, I mean, it, it it's fits not bad. the movie, yeah. It fits for the movie, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, it's, it's, it's an intriguing movie. I did, I, I did say the makeup effects, like the first couple of shots when his black eye is like, you know, like yeah. really puffy. I'm like, that doesn't look too realistic, <laughs> but I'll forgive it for that. I, I think as a first outing for a Christopher Nolan movie, uh, as far as a f- like a feature film debut, yeah. I've definitely seen worse feature film debuts. Oh yeah, I mean this is a good start. I can see why a studio would give him a chance after seeing yeah. this. I mean, there's definitely potential here. And even though I don't love the nonlinear stuff, he is able to edit it together in a way that, whereas most green filmmakers would 
really butcher it and make it just absolutely incomprehensible. He's able to do it in a way that I was still more or less able to follow the movie. Yeah. I wasn't, I, and by the end of the movie, I understood everything that had happened. I wasn't confused. The only totally thing I was confused, confused about, the only thing that really got me was I just, I guess I just did not recognize that it was the same, same guy. guy. Yeah. That, I mean, that was never a question. Like I, I just always, I just assumed it was the same guy. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I just figured he had his haircut because of the time jump and stuff. I, that's when I knew when I saw him at the, I think it's at the bar we first seen him, yeah. like in the future with his haircut. I was like, oh, this is going to be nonlinear. It's going to be jumping all over the place. Damn it. <laughs> but but anyway, I guess we can get into some final thoughts yeah. um, and give it a, a star grade. Overall. Uh, you want to go first? I guess so. So, yeah, like we've talked about this film, obviously you can see the trait is uh, very upfront that would define Christopher Nolan's career for a large portion of it, and that is the nonlinear storytelling. Like I've said, in this instance, I think it's more of a gimmick than it is a storytelling device. I don't think it enhances this film, and I do think it makes it, at times, a little unnecessarily hard to follow. Although I do understand the plot by the end of the movie. Yeah. I just I was bored for large portions of this, even though it's only sixty nine minutes. Like I said, I, I was bored for large portions of it, which is unfortunate. But I just think it's kind of I'm not big into crime thriller crime. I don't even know if you call this a thriller <laughs> crime noirs like this. Although I can appreciate them, um, and I do appreciate the writing, especially for an, a, a novice writer, how he was able to weave the plot together and. And had pulled that double twist, which I thought was pretty effective. I didn't really see that coming. I think that was all effective and everything. Uh, and the act, like I said, the actors that you know, obviously this is a low budget film. These actors were all probably just basically people he pulled off the street or his friends of his or something. They did fine. Nothing that, like I said, cringy really. Or they weren't asked to do a whole lot. I don't no. think, but uh, not really too cringy or anything to watch. So overall, I'd say it, it, for someone like I said, for a feature film debut on a really low budget, like a basically a student film, it, it's pretty good. I mean, it's it's not bad, especially for someone people like me and you who are into the looking into how filmmakers got to where they are. For you know, people looking into the history of film and stuff, I think it's definitely worth a watch. I'll I'll give it three stars. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I th- I think it's it's a really intriguing intriguing movie in in theory. Um, from what I read, Chris Nolan basically just came up with the movie after he had his home broken into, and he was like, "I wonder what the burglars thought going through my home," <laughs> and he made this movie out, out of it, which is which is cool. I like like I said though, I think the the nonlinear storytelling, like you said, it really is just kind of a gimmick in this movie. It doesn't it doesn't really help the storytelling in any way. It just kind of is there. Mm-hmm. It was just a way for him to. I guess really maybe catch people's attention. Yeah. And it all it really does is to a degree it, it makes the movie somewhat hard to follow, which by the end I I understood and got it too and I I really liked the twist in the movies as well. I thought that they were pretty good. But overall, I mean, it's just it just really I think it really does detract from the film the nonlinear storytelling. It, this easily could have been told linearly yeah. and been just as good. Just as good yeah. or just as intriguing as it was. And even even still, I mean, it's not necessarily super intriguing. I mean, it really is basically just the same thing happening over and over. Yeah, it gets really repetitive in the middle. I feel yeah. like. But overall, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely really really cool to see where Christopher Nolan started and where he where he came from, especially with such a low budget of six thousand dollars and how he was able to make it. I mean, it really is like you said. I mean, it's basically a student film, and as people like Aaron and I who are interested in that and who are interested in making our own film at some point in time, which we're trying to work on, as we said. 
Um, short film. Short film. Very short film. <laughs> uh, it's cool to see where someone started like this and how yeah. such a low budget can turn into something that's pretty cool. Yeah. And done well. Yeah. Uh, so I mean I, I I think it's a it's a it's a it's a pretty decent movie. I'll give it three and a half stars. Three and a half. All right. All right. Well, I guess next month we'll reconvene. What what new release are we doing uh, next? Next month? next month. There's not really anything coming out next month that we really are just absolutely dying to see. So Bun- we're probably gonna see next month. We're gonna do Birds of Prey. <laughs> it's either that or Sonic. Oh damn! Um, I think more people would be interested. I in guess Birds of Prey. Yeah, I hope the trailers are misleading about how bad it's gonna be. But oh damn, it looks bad. Yeah, so DC we're gonna, was on such a good roll too. I mean, come on. Well, we're going back more to the DCEU versus. Yeah, but even like Shazam was pretty decent. Shazam was pretty good. Aquaman was entertaining. Entertaining if. Kind of stupid, but <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. You know, can't judge it till I see surprising. it. surprising. Might surprise me. I like Margot Robbie. It depends. <laughs> she kind of got on my nerves in Suicide Squad after a while. That voice she does for Harley Quinn. I guess that's but, fair. But uh, um, yeah, so we're going to do Birds of Prey. And then Memento. And then we'll do Memento to continue our Christopher Nolan uh, series next month. All so. right. Uh, also, we're going to recommend one film from this month to our viewers. Yeah. One that we did not review. So this is obviously, not including the January thirty first releases, obviously no, because they're not going to be good anyway. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think no. So obviously, we we did our we did our episode over nineteen seventeen. Yeah. So we both decided that we had to pick a film that was not nineteen seventeen to recommend. Yeah. So because if that's the best movie of the month, easily yes, hands down. Neither of us have seen the gentleman. I guess I'd just go ahead and say that. Yeah, we did not get to see the gentleman. Our local theater did not get it. But I'm going to... You want me to go first? Yeah, go, go for it. Uh, I'm going to pick one that may be a little off the map. It was a... Uh, oh, what's it called? A Fathom Event. A Fathom Event. Weathering with You. It is a new anime by the same guy who did... Uh, what's the other one? Your Name. Your Name. I, see, I can't even remember shit. Uh, which I honestly have not seen, but I hear it's an absolute masterpiece. So me and Andrew, you know, I like anime. Uh, and I like anime, anime films. So me and Andrew decided we'd go pay our what $15 a ticket or whatever yeah. to go watch uh weathering with you and i don't think it's quite the masterpiece it is striving to be but it is beautifully animated and the characters are intriguing and although i do think it could have been about 20 minutes shorter it's it's a, it's a it's a fun ride you know it's it's i don't think it's a studio ghibli film but it's definitely got that studio ghibli feel you know and um, look <laughs> and look which basically to me is you know uh, hopeful optimism sprinkled with some soul-crushing depression. <laughs> um, plenty of that to go around. Uh, actually has a more, I don't know, it, it, it's interesting. I think if you if you like anime, you like anime films, Studio Ghibli-type films, definitely worth checking out whenever it comes to physical media or whatever you get it on. I personally did not see that one. I'm sorry. Yeah. I did not want to spend $15 on the ticket well, for it. If you don't like that kind of stuff, it probably wasn't worth it, the $15 <laughs> for the ticket. The film I'm going to recommend for this month, granted it's not a great film, but it was entertaining for me. I, I had a good time watching it. Uh, I'm going to say Bad Boys for Life. It's entertaining for what it is. I mean, if you like... It's this, the best of the three, I'll say that It's definitely it. the best of the three. <laughs> if you like the Bad Boys movies, definitely go check it out. It's a good time just to see Martin Lawrence and Will Smith just cutting up with each other like they did in the first two. 
the action is better than Michael Bay in the first two Bad Boys movies. It's more comprehensible. You can tell. Well, I will say for Michael Bay that that car sequence in the second one is one of the best things I've ever seen put to film. That's fair. (laughs) But outside of that, yes. Outside of that. (laughs) I don't know. It's just an entertaining movie. If you know, if you go in knowing knowing what you're getting, mm-hmm. you can enter, you can enjoy it for what it is. So yeah, I, mean, I I enjoy it for it's what it is. Fun it's film. fun. It's it's funny at times. Yeah, and I had a good time. I didn't hate it. it. So. Any yeah. major news we want to talk about this? Kobe Bryant died today. To die. Yeah, that's like that's that'll be dominating the headlines for the next soul crushing almost. I know. Like we were in a movie actually. Yeah, we're wa- we went and saw the, the turning, turning today. Don't, don't go watch. Don't that. go see that. Um, go watch the Innocence, which is the 1960s version of that story. Uh, much better. But anyway, I got a theater and Dylan looks at his son and he's like, Kobe Bryant died, and I was like. What? I thought you were joking for a second. I was like, what? And I looked at my phone. It's like, yeah, all my alerts said Kobe Bryant dead at forty one. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, it's I mean, a. I mean, it's 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 very depressing. I mean, kind of tragic like, for someone that young. You know, he had just retired. I remember watching his last game just what a couple of years ago or whatever. Yeah. And you know, he. I mean, he was an NBA legend. He was a, a, a sports legend. Absolutely. You know, for that to just. Just, just never know, bro. I feel guess. bad for uh, him and his family. Or yeah, his, his family. daughter, his thirteen-year-old daughter. Thirteen-year-old daughter was with uh, him. One of his four daughters, I believe, uh, also tragically killed, and seven other people along with him. Yeah. So our um, thoughts are with his family. Yeah. I can tell you one thing: I'm never getting on the damn helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> if it can kill Kobe Bryant, it can for sure as hell kill me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but yeah, definitely prayers go out to. Uh, everyone's families who uh, was involved, but Everyone just, just involved. shocking. Just you don't expect to get out of a movie. Just and walk just out of your that. movie and hey, Kobe, Kobe Bryant's, Bryant's dead. dead. Like damn, what the hell happened? You know, like, <laughs> you're like we were in an hour and a half long movie. Walk out, the world just crushed <laughs> yeah, and died. The world just died around us. Like I mean, I have expected that every time I walk out of a movie. Honestly, but, uh, <laughs> World War Three has started. You're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Good job, guys. <laughs> but anyway, I guess uh, no, no film news to talk about. No film news to talk about. Um, I couldn't find anything. I mean. If you care, they're they're talking about making a uh, which really more ties into our other podcast if we decide to do it. Uh, Anaconda is getting a Meg style reboot. Yeah, from the creators of the Meg. Yeah, hey, yeah. Is it gonna have Jason Statham? God, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jason Statham needs to be John Voight's character. But uh, I guess. What do you think? What Jason Statham needs to be John Voight's character. What do you think? Yeah, I could do that. that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, since you since you brought it up, if uh, you want to listen to us talk about giant monster movies, we do have another podcast called Stomp This Way. You can find us on all the major uh, podcast streaming services. But as far as this podcast goes, you can contact us at dnafilmwars at gmail.com. Absolutely. We're up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at DNA Film Wars on all those platforms. Make sure you give us a like or a follow and be sure to tell your friends about us. Most definitely. So... Definitely join us next time for Birds of Prey, Birds of Prey. and the f- fabulous emancipation of, of the one, one Harley Quinn, Quinn or something. Crazy and then uh, like keep that. a lookout for our next episode in our Christopher Nolan series over Memento. Yeah, definitely going to be interesting. I've heard a lot of great things about it. It's a pretty good movie. I've seen so, seen it once a long time nice. ago, but so yeah, definitely interested in seeing it. Uh, but other than that, thank you for joining us. Uh, I guess as always, I'm Aaron. I'm Dylan, and we'll catch you in the next one.